are in the Canadian Football League. Welcome to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. I'm Andy McNamara. Get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. If you miss any of the show, just check on your local TSN radio website under the show page section. You can also find it on iTunes, and I tweet it out at AndyMC81 and on Instagram at AndyMC Sports. Oh, what a show today, folks. I have on a special behind the helmet slash, I guess, behind the headset. The all-time winningest coach in CFL history from the BC Lions, Wally Buono. I go in-depth with him about what he feels his legacy is, and we get to know the man who's going to hang it up. The legend is going to hang it up at the end of this year, last season, as head coach of the BC Lions. That will be near the end of the show, so make sure you stay tuned for that. From CFL.ca and TSN Radio, Matthew Cos drops by in a few minutes, and TSN.ca Scott Collin with weekly power rankings. There have been some some shifts, some rumblings in the power rankings as well as some CFL fantasy tips. So all that, stay tuned for. It's time for Three Downs on CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, bringing you inside the largest headlines around the Canadian Football League. First down. Now, first down is the CFL Performers of the Week. A repeat, Jeremiah Missoli. Jerry Football, baby. Another week as a top performer. All Jeremiah Missoli does is throw 300-plus yard games. And we're not talking about 301 here. 369 yards through the air for a touchdown. Leads the league in passing yards after three weeks. What? A surge by Jeremiah Masoli. And Matt Cos wrote an article on Masoli, so we'll chat more about him a little bit later on when Maddie joins us. Then, Edmonton Eskimos running back, former Ticat as well, CJ Gable. He was voted a top performer. Season high, 105 yards. Touchdown in the Eskimos come from behind win over the BC Lions. And for the Eskimos, if they can get CJ Gable going, and the problem with Gable has always been consistency. When he's on, if he gets off, wow, one of the best. But he's inconsistent and he's injury prone. Bit of an attitude. You got. You can't necessarily rely on him, but you see the results when he does hit. And then the Montreal Alouettes not only get a win, they get their kicker Boris Beatty finished third in the voting after nailing all. Five of his field goal attempts in the surprise upset win over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So those are your CFL performers of the week. Second down. It's kind of funny because uh, uh, if I do get the start this week, my very first start in the CFL was against Toronto, and now I'm with Toronto, and potentially my first start could be against Edmonton. So it's kind of funny how that works out. Now we know Ricky Ray is down. We had him on behind the helmet last week. Ricky Ray out for likely the season. It looks that way. Possibly his career. The game must go on, however. And it's James Franklin for the Argos. He comes in. He was the off-season acquisition from the Edmonton Eskimos. Brought in. And now for James Franklin, it is his time. Mark Tressman, head coach of the Toronto Argonauts, spoke about starting Franklin. It's, it's all you know wide open right now. It's certainly going to be you know a good month at least until we start 
you know, looking into where we're going to go from here, and he's still got, you know, some appointments to, to take care of and so forth. But uh, he's going to be out for a while, and and uh, we'll when the time comes, we'll we'll give you more information. But really, that's all we have. We're going to go with James, and and really, uh, we flipped a coin basically to see who would go in last week. Uh, it really came down to that. It was it was that close in in camp, and. And we gave James an opportunity to do it. We felt that he handled himself, you know, admirably under the circumstances. And with the football team, he took care of the football. And uh, we had some opportunities to continue some drives that we, we didn't do because of some drops and some things that happened. So, you know, we'll, we'll give him the reps this week. And, um, you know, we're not anointing him, but we, he certainly deserves the chance to get a full week of practice in, knowing that he's going to be the starting quarterback. And we're not going to hide from that. So that's Tressman. And it, it seems he kind of leaves the window open for Ray to return. Man, uh, from hearing and seeing, it doesn't seem like Ricky Ray is going to be back this season. And at his advanced age, it, 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 he probably, for his health-wise, probably shouldn't be back. But for James Franklin, so if Tress, what Tressman's saying is if it was a coin flip, a quote coin flip between Franklin and McLeod Bethel Thompson, how short is the leash on Franklin? Now, I think the upside on Franklin athletically is much higher than Bethel Thompson, who's 30 years old. He's been a journeyman on practice squads in the NFL and CFL. And for Franklin, he's flashed. Never's really had the chance to be able to do anything consistent, but consistency has been a bit of an issue with him, too. Now, he's entering the prime of his career. This is his shot. And if he does well, he can step right in for Ricky Ray. If Ricky's done after this year, it can be James Franklin, and you carry on. You got a great quarterback guru in Mark Tressman. Can James Franklin be the guy? That is what's going to be very interesting to see how he goes up against his old team in the Edmonton Eskimos. Now, the Eskies got some revenge last week, put up 41 against the BC Lions, beat them 41 22. It's in Toronto, but this is this Edmonton defense, despite the injuries, is a factor. And they're going to try to come after Franklin. Now, Franklin, especially in college, very mobile. Very mobile. Will he look to use his feet first as he gets more acclimatized and comfortable in the Argos offense during game time? Now, remember, Toronto had the bye week. So he's had that extra full week to prepare. He's had two weeks to get ready for this game. But when it comes to the bullets flying in real time, does he look to use his leg first? Or that one read and run? Or is James Franklin going to be able to evolve and develop into a true starting quarterback? That's what the conversation begins at this week. And again, what is the McLeod Bethel Thompson factor in all of this? Third down. down. Has the Deron Carter experiment at defensive back run its course? Is it done? Chris Williams burned him. He's Deron Carter, he's so tall, lanky, athletic, and a great athlete, but against smaller receivers, and you see this, the quick step off the line, like Chris Williams is so fast, and he struggles, and, and that's that's something for Deron Carter where you're just throwing a guy in. He's 6'5", 205, is it time to say, okay, look, the offense, the weapons for Brandon Bridge at quarterback, you lose that Caleros for Brandon Bridge, they're not there. You cannot afford to have a weapon like Deron Carter 
on the sideline when the offense is out there. You, you, you can't. Now, how does the CFL and TSN panel of Milt Stiegel, who starts it off with Jock Climby and Matt Dunnigan, think about the Deron Carter at DB experiment running its course? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of questions on how Deron Carter is played next week. You think about the game he had this game, and it wasn't a good one. He got exposed. You can see, uh, based on last week, too, that he can't cover small, quick receivers. And Chris Williams totally exposed him. Now, Deron Carter's a great athlete, and I understand all that, but besides quarterback, he's playing the toughest position in football, and he got exposed. And you think about, who is he going to fake ne- next week? Speedy Banks, the quickest, fastest guy in the CFL. So, they have a decision to make. Is he going to keep Deron Carter on, all, on defense, or is he going to allow him to get back to his natural position at receiver? Yeah, no, this was uh, this is this is an experiment, and I think has now run its course. Uh, not only did Jerron Carter get beat uh, two or three times down the field, including for that touchdown, he he, he had two two penalties, critical penalties that hurt his football team. And you know what? It's not just how he hurt his team on defense. It's the fact that he's not able to help his team on offense. Look, even if Deron Carter was a complete and total shutdown corner, which he's not, you could simply throw away from him and have him not impact mm-hmm. your team. Mm-hmm. If you have him at receiver, he can have an impact all game long, right. which right. is what he's done in that position ever since he's been in the league. Yeah. I don't understand why he's there. He shouldn't be. Yeah, Jock, and you know, we heard Chris Williams talk about it with Farhan at the half, and I thought it was a very honest uh, interview with Chris Williams and how he was exploiting Duran Carter, and he says, I love it when DBs get up on me because I'm too quick with off the line of scrimmage, and, and, uh, and that's a position that you have to spend a lot of time with mm. and bump and run and practice, and he's being exposed right now just because he's wet behind the ears and playing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good athlete, but your point to them needing some more offensive firepower is very clear to me, whether it was Zach Kolaris, whether it was Brandon Bridge, or whether it was David Watford. They need help offensively. Yeah, I, I agree with the guys. you got to wrap it up. Chris Jones, and Chris Jones can be stubborn. We'll see. If he sticks with this, this is stubborn, in my opinion. It's stubborn. You have a world, an all-CFL talent in Deron Carter. Let the guy feast. Let him loose. Give Brandon Bridge an option. With how this offense is at and how competitive the, the West is, Chris Jones and the Rough Riders cannot afford to be tinkering around here. You give your offense the best possible weapons it has. Let Brandon Bridge sling it to Carter. Opens everything else up. That's what you got to do. Okay, so that was three downs. Now our CFL Weekly Dominoes Canada Twitter poll question. Which backup turned starting quarterback will have the most success in their CFL Week 4 matchup? Which backup turned starting quarterback will have the most success this week in their game? Is it Rough Riders Brandon Bridge? Argos James Franklin? Bombers Chris Strebler? Or the Alouettes Jeff Matthews? And Jeff Matthews... Out of Cornell University, set Ivy League records. He has not had the success in the CFL. He just hasn't. Great guy, very cerebral. Kent Austin thought very highly of him in his time in Hamilton. He's now at the Alouettes. Has another chance with Drew Willie going down. Boy, I don't see it out of the Owls. Chris Strebler and Franklin and Bridge. To me, it comes down between Franklin and, and Strebler for this week. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to give the edge to Streveler. That's my vote. I'm going to go Chris Streveler. You can vote at AndyMC81 on Twitter, at AndyMC81 on Twitter. Let me know what you think, which backup quarterback is going to be the best this week 
in week four. Okay, after the break, it will be Matthew Cause from CFL.ca and TSN Radio to go over all the top storylines from around the Canadian Football League. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening across the TSN Radio Network. We are delivered by Domino's. It's hot outside, folks. You don't want to cook, right? Call Domino's or go to dominoes.ca for a location near you. All their great carryout and delivery specials. You get a large four-topping pizza for $12.99, medium four-topping for $9.99, the side dishes, the marbled cookie brownie, all there for you at dominoes.ca. On the line now with Matthew Cause from CFL.ca, TSN 10. 51 of the best in the business. TSN 1152, he's all over the place. Uh, Maddie, how's it going? Going very well, going very well. Actually, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm doing the morning show 1150 for the rest of the week. So somewhere in the QBW, you can find me. <laughs> right. In southern Ontario, before yeah. you hit the U.S. border or too far uh, the other way, yeah. you'll find Matthew Cause. Somewhere in the middle, I'll be gas bagging. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, you do great work on CFL.ca, most recent article about Jeremiah Masoli. And Matt, what a, a story this has been. Because coming into the season, obviously, all the hype was around Johnny Manziel. When are we going to see Johnny football? How long can Jeremiah Masoli hold him off? And really, for Masoli, it was a prove-it situation. Because when pressure has been on, we've never seen him as a starter. And my goodness, he's showing up and showing out. Yeah, he really is. And you know what? Pressure is a good word because no one had more pressure going into him this year than Jeremiah Masoli. People talked about the six and four finish, but then, you know, you could argue, well, there's no pressure on the team to do well. And a couple of those wins were against Montreal. So then you come into this year going, okay, prove it. Oh, by the way, here's Johnny Manziel. (laughs) Or so much of the sports community, they don't want to see Masoli. They want Manziel. And, oh, by the way, we're going to make it harder for you. Week one, on the road in Calgary. Week two, Edmonton. And then week three, Winnipeg, 12-win team. He goes two and one. He's the leading passer in terms of yards. Beyond one bad pass against Calgary, he's been fantastic. And let's get a little hot take going here. We might be witnessing the birth of, the E-word, an elite quarterback. Oh, boy. And who would have thought that? Like, in 2015, Matt, Jeremiah Masoli was almost out of the league, like, done with football. Oh, yeah, he was. And then even last year, when, you know, he had a bunch of the 300-yard games to finish the year, it was like he was always the most accurate quarterback. Right. I mean, Derek Taylor did a great job just examining that on short, medium, and deep throws. I think Masoli was last in all three respective categories. Well, what are you seeing this year? Efficiency, more accuracy, um, and so many of these touchdown drives. He's making them look easy. You know, it's not a lot of 11 play. Oh, he's really struggling. Oh, somehow he got the first down. Like, he's going back. He's making great reads. He's finding the open man. Um, when he's scrambling, he is still looking downfield. He's not scrambling just to get five or six yards. And the one play I always bring up was against Edmonton two weeks ago where with about seven minutes to go in a semi-tight game, he throws a 20-yard touchdown pass to Brandon Banks. Well, he was all he was blitzed on that play, and he was you know he was forced out of the pocket, and he made it. So he's doing everything you want from a CFL quarterback. It's been a great story, and now the narrative has changed. Remember when the season began? We're like, oh, when's Manziel going to start? And everyone had a specific date. Now the question is, 
who's Johnny Manziel going to get traded to? Right. I, love fo- I love football. The narratives change so quickly. It has. And what I really love about Mazzoli's progression is that he's evolved as a quarterback. It was yeah. first, it, he was really, before this year and, and the end of last year, it was the old college style of, if my first read isn't there, I'm running. And he used to look to run first. Now, as you said, he's using his legs to extend plays, to make yep. those big passes step up in the pocket. And it's a totally different quarterback. Like, Matt, uh, you don't see this type of pro-level development very often. This is something special. And you know what? We've got kind of a buddy movie here going on, don't we? Between, you know, between the youthful quarterback in Masoli and the crotchety old head coach yeah. in June Jones. How will these, how will this odd couple get along? And they've gone along great. And by the way, you know what's my favorite thing about June Jones? He's the offensive innovation to the CFL is a sixth offensive lineman. The amount of times we've seen Landon Rice as an additional offensive lineman. And then sometimes you'll have all six of those guys. Then the fullback, Nikita Whitlock, will be there. So in, in essence, sometimes you have seven guys blocking. So you have four guys out running patterns. But if you have enough time, guys are going to get open. And then the other side, look at some of those wide receivers. They're small, quick guys who can always get open. And then you throw in Terrence Tolliver at his first touchdown catch against Winnipeg, the big guy. So you've got great weapons. You've got a really good relationship between head coach and quarterback. This offense is doing far better than I expected. Yeah, I love the buddy comedy angle. It's like, he's the messy one. And it's like, Mazzoli shaking his fist, leaves the milk out. You know, it's a conversation with Matt Cause from CFL.ca and the TSN radio network on Twitter at MCause56. Matt, let's swing out to the West because as great a surprise as Mazzoli and the Ticats have been, the Calgary Stampede are just clipping along as usual. 3-0, Bo Levi Mitchell doing his thing, that defense offense, such a complete team. Although I was, honestly, just from a, a game and entertainment standpoint, I was a little disappointed with the Red Blacks game last week because I was hoping we'd have a couple of 40-point uh, uh, totals there just slinging it, and it yeah. really didn't turn out that way. No, it, it really didn't. And it's funny with Bo Levi Mitchell. He either completes like 78% yeah. of his passes or he's barely 50 you know, he was at 54% against Ottawa. Against Hamilton week one, he was below 50%. And it's funny, we saw a lot of that last year. But then you throw in, you know, Trevor Harris wasn't great and wasn't able to finish the game. And you're right, that game was an absolute dud, 24-14. But, hey, it's Calgary. What does Calgary do? They win. Mm-hmm. They win big. They lose players. It doesn't matter. Oh, no more Jerome Messam. Okay, Don Jackson, Terry Williams come into the game. Um, you've got great receivers, Tavares Daniels, Kamar Jordan, Eric Rogers is back. Um, yeah, it's, and you know, you, you worry about, you know, the defense. Was it going to be, you know, was there be a drawback without Charlton Hughes? Oh, no. There's uh, Jared Davis coming in. Alex Singleton is still there. Um, so it really doesn't matter because they turn over the roster and they find other stars. I mean, let's face it, the low end for Calgary will once again be 12 wins. Yeah, yeah, it has yeah, to be. That, yeah, that, that, that's what it's going to be. And it, in some ways, they're boring with just their level of greatness. But, I mean, you know, that's Calgary, uh, 3-0 and on the year. The only team that is undefeated, and that should shock no one. 
No. And you go to the other side of that matchup last week with Trevor Harris, and you mentioned yeah. disappointing, didn't finish the game, only 13 for 29, under 45% through a pick. And if you're, if you're Ottawa, like I'm really expecting, there's still time, but I was really expecting a, a, a surge from Trevor Harris to really get back into the conversation, almost like how Jeremiah Mazzoli's performing in Hamilton. I expected yeah. that of Harris. Now, as we talk about, Matt, the for what ails you, the medicine, the Montreal Alouettes, they're going to Montreal. But they even won last week, so I don't know what to expect this this Ooh, uh, weekend. By the way, and, and by, you, you're 100% right about Harris. Look at last year, 4,700 yards, 30 yeah. touchdowns, 11 interceptions. That team should have been far better. They started at 1-6-1, six, and one, and all those games were decided by two, three, four points. Um, I, uh, listen, I thought Harris was going to be the best quarterback in the East. I thought Ottawa was going to come out of the East, and it's still early. I still expect a lot. But, yeah, if you're going to do, uh, you know, who's leading the league and angry right now, it is the Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans. Oh. That's a disaster because here was my pick for the Grey Cup this year was going to be Saskatchewan versus Ottawa. And losing to Montreal, that's got to hurt. Caleros gets hurt. Um, then Brandon Bridge gets pulled, which is a bummer because he's the guy you root for, right. you know, because he's the Canadian. Um, yeah, that's been uh, an early season, and it is early. We've already said that about ten times, <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that's the biggest disappointment right now. It's Saskatchewan. And uh, we'll finish on the Twitter poll question here at AndyMC81 for CFL Weekly. It is Matt Cause, which backup turned starting quarterback will have the Ooh. most success in their CFL week four? Matchup. Will it okay. be Brandon Bridge of the Rough Riders to bounce back? James Franklin of the Argonauts replacing Ricky Ray? Chris Strebler, who took over from Matt Nichols and had a bit of a down week? Or Jeff Matthews for the Montreal Alouettes? He got uh, put in there with uh, Drew Willie going down. Okay, first off, let's just get rid of Matthews right now. That's very nice of you <laughs> I know. To, to, to throw him in He's there. a nice That's guy. Nice. He is. Listen, he is a nice guy. Um, He's from um, Cornell. Gonna, I know, I know. Um, I'm going to go... Um, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Jeff Matthews. Wait, uh, quarterback in Toronto. James Franklin. Thank you. By the way, that's shameful of me. I've written so many columns where I've included why James Franklin needs to be a starter. I'm going to go with James <laughs> Franklin. First off, he's going up against his former team, Edmonton. Yep. So you've got that going for him. And every time James Franklin played for the Eskimos, he always played very well. He's had one week to prepare. Tressman, very smart coach, as we know, with quarterbacks. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Franklin. Struggler got a little bit exposed uh, by uh, by Hamilton last week. So uh, and, and Brandon Bridge, I don't know what's going on there. Switch to that offense mm. if uh, Deron Carter's at corner. So uh, give me James Franklin. James Franklin, Matt, thank yeah. you so much. People can find your work on CFL.ca and on Twitter at mcos56. And as you said on TSN eleven fifty Hamilton, you'll be doing the morning show rest of the week, right? Yes, I will be, which will be a joyful drive home at 9 a.m. on the QW back to Toronto. <laughs> to anyone listening, just, just get to work earlier, okay? Come on. Get those, get those roads empty. 9 to 5. They're supposed to be at your desk at 9, not at 10.30. Exactly. Matt, thank yeah. you so much, man. Take care. That was Matthew Cause. Love, Matty. One of, the, one of the best. One of the best. And CFL content, boy, you got to read his stuff. Matthew Cause. After the break... It will be Scott Cullen from TSN.ca. We'll go over power rankings heading into week four and CFL fantasy tips. Which quarterback could be of value this week around the Canadian Football League? A lot more coming up on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Welcome back to the 
show. This is CFL Weekly, and you're listening on TSN Radio across Canada. If you miss any of the show, you can get us on iTunes or go to your local TSN Radio station website under the Shows section. You can find CFL Weekly right there. Still to come, my conversation behind the headset with Wally Buono, head coach of the BC Lions, the legendary coach stepping aside. That will be in just a few minutes' time. And folks, we are delivered by Domino's. As you know, go to dominoes.ca, check out all their delicious carryout and delivery deals, like a medium four-topping pizza for $9.99, marbled cookie brownie, cheese sticks, bread, everything you need this summer. Don't bother cooking. Don't turn on the stove. It's too hot. Go to dominoes.ca. For some power rankings and CFL fantasy talk, bring it on my next guest, tsn.ca, Scott Collins. Scotty, how are you? Awesome. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing well. And listen, th- this is shaking the world of power rankings. It's out on tsn.ca. Scotty, the Montreal Alouettes are out of the basement. I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I was pretty comfortable that the Alouettes were going to end up in the basement all year. As did the, I. <laughs> given what we've seen from them. But, but um, you know, they uh, go out and earn a road win. And, you know, the defense looks half decent now. I mean, you can you can question whether the defense was half decent or whether uh, Saskatchewan's offense was just that, that bad. Uh, but that was uh, that's enough to, to squeeze Montreal out of the basement and, and drop Saskatchewan uh, into the uh, ninth spot. And, look, I think the, the issue, I mean, this isn't a giant surprise. Any team that loses their starting quarterback in the CFL, there's a real risk that you could fall off pretty dramatically. And, sure. And, and like, there, there are teams where we've, we've seen in, in recent years, right, where the, the starter gets hurt and the backup comes in and, and everything kind of continues rolling. Wonderful for those teams. There are other teams where the starting quarterback gets hurt. They bring in somebody who's clearly not ready, um, and uh, and things kind of fall apart. And I think that's kind of where we are with Saskatchewan, uh, with Zach Calero. So Brandon Bridge, um, certainly in his you know, start last week, didn't look very good. Uh, he was eight of eight, uh, eight of eighteen for 111 yards, two picks. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's ugly. <laughs> and uh, and. You know, and look, we'll, we'll see what happens with Toronto, say, for example. You know, with Ricky Ray out, um, you know, is, is James Franklin going to be able to kind of keep things moving for them? Or, um, you know, or, or is Toronto kind of destined to be uh, hovering near the bottom uh, as well? Like, I, this is, you know, it's been said a million times that it's a quarterback driven league, but like the, the drop off from a good starting quarterback in the CFL to, to someone not so good, it's, it's stark. And, and it, uh, right now it is catching up to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Oh, it sure is. It's been uh, quite the, the, the twist of where we thought certain teams would be at this point in the year. And Scotty, that actually goes with our uh, CFL Weekly uh, Domino's Twitter poll question today, which is which backup turn starting quarterback? And it seems like we've seen that a lot early this year, but which backup turn starter will have the most success? in their CFL Week 4 matchup. And I put in there, Brandon Bridge, tough to think he'll do too much worse, James Franklin at Toronto, <laughs> Chris Strebler with Winnipeg, yeah. who continues, uh, who took a step back. We kind of expected that. Uh, or, for the Alouettes, Jeff Matthews. Is it Matthews That's right. time? <laughs> That's right. And, and, and boy, like in a nine-team league that you're running through four backup uh-huh. uh, as, as starters, that, that's tough. And, um, you know, I, I think it... This, this is, I mean, in a league where where sometimes you can kind of get a, um, you know, a separation between the top tier and then uh, kind of a big group of teams in the middle, and then you know maybe one or two at the bottom. Uh, I think the 
the disparity in quarterback play uh, might help separate some teams this year. Like that, um, you know, cer- certainly Calgary and Edmonton, they, they have the advantage from the start, but uh, because Bo Levi Mitchell and, and Mike Riley are probably the two best quarterbacks, and, um, and those have been the two best teams over the past few years. So, um, you know, they, they kind of have the edge, but I think if those guys kind of keep doing what they do, uh, all these other teams scrambling around and, and, and trying to find adequate quarterback play, um, you know, they're probably left looking up at the, at the top of the, the rankings. Right, and in the power rankings, uh, Calgary remains number one, Edmonton number two, a new number three, the Tie Cats on the back of Jeremiah Masoli jumping up to number three. Yeah, um, I mean, Jeremiah Masoli, look, I mean, and this is probably the example that, hey, just because you were a backup at one point doesn't mean you can't uh, turn into something uh, pretty good. And, you know, Jeremiah Masoli, even though, um, you know, you may not, hold the highest opinion of him among quarterbacks coming into the into this season you know i think part of it is you know june jones can run an offense mm-hmm. and, uh, uh he can make some guys look pretty good and, and i think that's what's happening so with Masoli, leads the league in passing yards of 1045 uh yards for three games and uh you know i, I think that you know that that makes uh hamilton um, a more dangerous team than we might than we might have thought. If they've got a quarterback, I mean, Masoli finished last year. I think he had five straight three hundred yard games, you know, three straight three hundred yard games to start this year. You know, it's becoming pretty automatic. You're going to get three hundred plus from here by Masoli. And, um, you know, and, and and really that you know their one loss this year was at Calgary. So you know, that's not the not the worst place to lose. And, and they even moved the ball pretty well that game. They just couldn't score. So um, yeah, I guess. You know, I, I still hold on to my Calgary Edmonton at the top, but I think uh, you know Hamilton is making some noise for sure. Calgary on the bye week, Edmonton putting the boots to the BC Lions, um, and they again sit at number two. And it's it's really Scotty. It just seems like with all we just talked about the quarterbacks, the up and down, the we don't know what's what. It seems like Edmonton and Calgary are your old. You can go back to okay. That's that's what we expect. That's what it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, well, this is this is it. You know, you've got you've got the the steadiest, uh, most stable quarterback position uh, in the league, and and you, this is you know this is how you end up kind of at the top of the standings, top of the rankings, um, because you know your team can count on that on that performance, and um, you know the the rest of these teams. I mean, a we've got these teams who have injuries and uh, and problems where they're they're stuck with backup quarterbacks, but then you have um, you know other other teams that you know they just. Like like BC, I mean the Jonathan Jennings one week he's good, one week he's not so good is, um, you know maybe what we're destined to see from him. Um, but I, I just, you know, I think the rest of the rest of the league kind of has to envy what's going on in Calgary until when it comes to quarterback play, and really until until that gap closes, I think it's going to be pretty hard for the, uh, any other teams to to catch up. In conversation with TSN.ca, Scott Cullen. You can get his power rankings on TSN.ca on Twitter at TSN Scott Cullen. Okay, let's go with the CFL fantasy side. Quarterback on TSN.ca and CFL.ca. You can play the play the uh, the fantasy game. And Scotty, you know we love our bargains here. And I I thought you know what last week Brandon Bridge. I'll admit when I'm wrong. But that's why there's value picks. That's why yeah, if yeah. you're looking for value, you don't know. If you go in safe, you go Mike Riley every week. You try to find the diamond in the rough, and all Brandon Bridge last week was rough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, rough, rough. <laughs> so that was a bit of a miss. Um, for this week, with, as I, I rattle off, four backups starting, is this the week where you're going to say, okay, hey, I'm going to pay the big bucks and be safe, or is there one of those backups you might want to roll the dice on here? 
I'm going safe. I'm not going. Me too. Mike, I'm not going Mike <laughs> Riley safe, uh, but I I can't uh, you know roll the dice on one of the backups who you know could end up with a handful of points or, sure. or last. You never know. I just and, and so the the one that I'm uh, high on this week is Jeremiah Mazzoli. Um Like we said, uh, you can get 300 yards every week. Uh, I think for his last eight starts, and so. You know, if I can count on that, and they're playing out Saskatchewan, uh, I'll, I'll give Masoli a run. I mean, he's not cheap; it's over ninety-eight hundred dollars in the game, but uh, you know, saves you a little bit from going, you know, for full price Mike Riley at fourteen thousand. Right. Uh, but I, I recognize that Masoli is, you know, you're, you're investing in a, a real safe option there at that price, as opposed to taking on. Um, the the backups, you know, the, the Straveler and James Franklin and Brandon Bridge, like any of those guys are much cheaper, but I I can't swing it when you only have one one QB spot. I want somebody a little more a little more established. Right. And when you look at let's say, hey, from a possible slate value standpoint, Trevor Harris and the Ottawa Red Blacks. Now he, he wasn't able to get on track at all last week and we were expecting some big things. If he's able, if he's chosen and able to go, uh, I wonder if that's an option against Montreal, who now won. And we said, okay, like how much do we buy into that? Usually, it's a given. You go against the Alouettes, <laughs> but Trevor Harris almost has to prove it. Like I, th- that's kind of where I'm, I'm torn because he's still pricey, but but not as pricey as some of the other guys. Yep, yeah, and, and Harris is. Um, I, I basically kind of was back and forth between Masoli and Harris yeah. uh, when when doing mine, and, and and I guess some of my my question with Harris is, is how legit is this Montreal defense? Right, you know, like they had a good week last week against Saskatchewan, but is that really a, a function of Brandon Bridge as opposed to a function of Montreal's defense? Uh, and so I'm, you know, I, I, I effectively I guess I'm punting on the decision. Though I'll I'll leave Harris for somebody else to uh, <laughs> to have, but uh, but I think that's you know a worthwhile. Uh, Argument to to make is, is like like Trevor Harris, you know, consistently productive over the past couple of seasons. Yes, he didn't have a great week last week. You know, do you do you throw him out just because he had uh, one bad game? I think not. I think mean, you can probably uh, if you're if you're looking at value, that's a pretty good value on Trevor Harris. And um, you know, I'm just a little higher on Masoli myself. And last one for you here, Scotty. Uh, the first few weeks of the season, we've said easy choice on defense. Again, you go against the Alouettes. Uh, I think even though the Red Blacks didn't impress, if you're having Jeff Matthews in there, and uh, listen, I got to know Jeff Matthews a little bit in 2015. Good dude, smart guy, set Ivy League records for Cornell. I'm not confident he's going to be setting the world on fire here. Do you still go Red Blacks against Montreal on the defensive slot here? Yes, I think I'm okay with that one. Okay. I, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm in agreement with you there. That um, I mean, basically this week you should feel should feel reasonably comfortable going up against the, the backup quarterbacks. Um, you know, given you know the, the other options, you know, why set yourself up for for something more difficult than that? Exactly, and not that we're advocating to start Strevler or Jonathan Jennings on the other side, but that matchup just as a game to watch, BC Winnipeg, to see which of those quarterbacks where they're at after a down week from Jennings. I think it's going to be pretty fascinating to see oh, yeah. where those two are going. Absolutely, could be could be very interesting. I mean, highly unpredictable. But very yeah, I'm not touching Jen- seventy eight hundred bucks. I'm not touching that. No thanks. <laughs> not interested. Uh, but Scotty, thank you so much for taking the time. People can check out all your work on TSN.ca and on Twitter at TSN Scott Cullen. Thanks so much. 
Super. Thanks, Andy. That was Scott Collin from TSN.ca. And after the break, it will be the legend, the all-time winningest coach in CFL history, Wally Buono from the BC Lions, joins me in a special behind-the-helmet slash behind-the-headset. Get to know the all-time great Hall of Fame head coach before he hangs it up for good at the end of this season. A lot more coming up on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. up a week four edition of a CFL Weekly, your weekly dose of the Canadian Football League across the TSN radio network. I'm Andy McNamara and we're delivered by Domino's. Domino's.ca's got you covered for all your hunger. It's hot out. Don't turn on the oven. You're going to bake yourself in your own house. Just go to Domino's. Go pick it up. Deliver. Whatever. Get a medium pizza. Four topping, $9.99. If you're hungrier, up it to a large for just $3 more. You can get all sorts of feast pizzas there, too. Check it all out. Desserts and side dishes as well at dominoes.ca. Very excited to chat with my next guest. I caught up with him a little bit earlier today. The winningest coach in CFL history. He is hanging it up at the end of this season with the BC Lions, Wally Buono, a living, walking legend. We go behind the headset with Wally right now. Special behind the helmet, I guess behind the headset here, with the winningest coach in CFL history, five Grey Cups, over 260 wins, Mr. Wally Buono of the BC Lions. Wally, how are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing good. Uh, just uh, getting ready for another game this uh this weekend, and obviously now with the season on its way, it's uh, every week you got something to look forward to. Absolutely. So this is this is it for you. You've determined this is the last season, the last training camp, the last everything for you. What ultimately led you to think, okay, after all these years, all those wins, all those championships, that this was it? Well, you know, this is something that uh, you know I had talked you know with David about for a number of years, and. You know, actually, I was supposed to retire uh, last year, but then, uh, you know, David decided to not sell the club, and then we sat down and discussed, you know, what my future was going to be, and David wanted me to be part of the plan to, you know, have a succession uh, in-house, and, you know, we went through all of that, and uh, we, you know, came to the conclusion, or at least I did, that this was going to be my last uh, year of coaching. Is there anything different for you this year, knowing this is the final time you go through everything? Are you savoring things a little bit more, or is it business as usual, or is there anything different about this year? No, actually, you know, it's been business as usual, and I think if if it's not, you know, then obviously you should have got out. Uh, right. You know, for me, every game, every week, you know, is about, um, you know, winning that game, getting the team prepared, making sure that you pick your best roster to do and. You know, obviously, uh, as you get towards the end of the season and, uh, you know, whether this is um, the last game, the last playoff game or the Grey Cup game, you know, I think that time you're going to have maybe a little bit more uh, reflection. But right now, with so many games ahead of us and the grind of, of the 2018 football season, you got to stay focused on what's important, and that's winning your next game. So, Wally, with with the championships and all the wins, it'd be ridiculous to say which Grey Cup meant the most to you or or, or uh, the biggest it's win. It's going to be 2018. There you go, baby. All right. Go out on <laughs> I love it. Go out on top. But is there is there something you look back on and think, because, again, you, you've played the game, you coached the game, you've you been a front office guy. Like, Is there anything you feel that you haven't done that you would have liked to have done? 
No, I, I you know, honestly, I, I, you know, I've done what I wanted to do. I've been asked, you know, maybe to take on other positions, and I've said no because I don't believe, you know, that's where my strengths lie. But, uh, you know, when you look at the three components, you know, I've been a player, I've been a head coach, and I've been a general manager. And, you know, I think when you look at football, you know, that's really the only three things, uh, you know, I've uh, really had a passion to do, and I believe I have a strength to do it. The other administrative stuff, the business stuff, you know, that's not where, uh, you know, where I I live, and that's not something that I was interested in. So, Wally, if you had your players, if we were to ask your players, describe, and, and let's assume this is next year when you can't punish them for <laughs> for, for anything. <laughs> well, I don't ever, see, that's the thing. I don't punish players. Right. I, I just help them to improve. Exactly. So, so let's say they're, it's next year. You, you're not overseeing them. How do you think they would describe you as a coach, as a guy, as a mentor? Well, you know what, I, I, I hope that they would say that, uh, you know, I was upfront and honest. Uh, I was direct and to the point. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, I always cared for the players. But yet, you know, as a coach, uh, you cannot be a player's friend because, you know, there's got to be a distinction. But I've always believed you could be very, very friendly, you know, with the players. And, uh, you know, it's a fine line that you walk. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's the player's that are between the white lines playing the games that win games for you. So when, you know, they say I'm the winningest coach, I always say I've been on the winningest teams because the teams put the wins, you know, by your name. What's tougher to coach, a veteran-laden team or a young rookie team? <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> the toughest uh, t- uh, team to coach is the one that won't listen and one that doesn't want to pay the price to win. Mm-hmm. I think you can win with both, and I've won with both. And, uh, you know, if you have a veteran team and uh, they're not on the same page as you or they're not buying into what you're selling, it's very, very difficult. Uh, you know, with young players, uh, you know, usually not them buying into it, just them not knowing you know, what it takes to win and what it takes to win a championship. So, you know, they both have their challenges, but at the end of the day, you know, if you had your brothers, you'd love to have a a veteran-laden team with, you know, a handful of young guys to add some energy and some juice. In conversation with Wally Buono, winningest coach in CFL history, final season with the BC Lions as the bench boss there on the sidelines. Now, why? Let's uh, a couple questions here so the fans can get to know you kind of on the way out and, and kind of some personal stuff about you. So let's say end of the year, uh, you know, you're hosting, hoisting the Grey Cup, as you said, right? That's the goal. And Mr. Braley, the owner, says, Wally, blank check, buddy. You go anywhere in the world. Your retirement gift, go anywhere <laughs> you want. Where are you headed? Well, you know what? I'm headed where uh, two places I would have to really consider. Two places uh, I've always enjoyed going. One is where I was born, and that's in Italy. And then two in Hawaii, where we've taken uh, you know so many family vacations. And part of when I became, became head coach is I told my wife that we would always do a family vacation in Hawaii, no matter the cost, because at the end of it, you have to invest in your family. Uh, well, I've been there twice myself. I am totally with you on Hawaii. Is there a favorite island, a favorite spot that you go to? Well, you know what? We uh, used to go to Oahu because a good friend of mine, Junior Ayu, used to be there. But then as we got kids, we moved into Maui because Maui's more uh, family-friendly. Yeah. And, you know, I would say in the last 20-some-odd years, uh, we've been going to Maui. And uh, it's a great place to uh, bring your kids, bring your family, and, 
you know, just kick back after a long season. And finally here, Wally, something that, that people might not know about you that you like to do when you're away from football. You're not studying tape. You're not going over playbooks. You're, you're downtime. What do you like to do for a hobby or just to relax? Well, you know what? The thing I like to do, and, uh, you know, uh, my son took the same passion as I have because Michael, my son, just opened a new uh, restaurant in Gibson, and it's called nice. uh, Buono Astoria. You know, I, I really enjoy cooking. I really enjoy, uh, you know, making good food, and that's something that I grew up with, and I've always had that passion, and uh, my son's taken that, and, uh, you know, now he is an owner of a restaurant, and uh, so far he's doing good. Beautiful. Well, Wally, really appreciate the time. Enjoy the rest of the season. And for all CFL fans, thank you so much for all the great memories. Well, thank you, guys. I just want to say to thank you to all the fans across the Canadian Football League, you know, whether it's Montreal or to Vancouver. Uh, it's been a great delight to, uh, you know, to be uh, in the business of football. Uh, I've had a lot of great, great memories and great experiences. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, some, some stadiums love you more than others. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Oh, Wally, thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Okay, have a good day, bud. All right, that was Wally Buono from the BC Lions. Great insight there and his legacy and getting to know the guy a little bit more, right? Behind the headset. Okay, so now heading into week four, we got the game picks. Okay, and you can tweet me yours at AndyMC81 on Twitter, Instagram, uh, AndyMCSports. And we begin Thursday, 9 o'clock Eastern. Saskatchewan Rough Riders hosting the Hamilton Ticats. You got the Rough Riders dropping in Scott Collins' power rankings to dead last. Brandon Bridge flailing. Canada hoping he can pick it back up because he's a great dude and it's always fun to have a Canadian quarterback versus the Hamilton Ticats, Jeremiah Masoli. All this guy does is throw 300-plus yard games. All he does. I got to give the edge to the Ticats. It's on the road. We know Ryderville. And you know I love you, Ryderville. But Brandon Bridges improve at time. He's got to prove he can do it. And for his sake, for the team's sake, I hope, Chris Jones, if you're listening, put Deron Carter back at wide receiver. Do it. Just do it. Give Brandon Bridges a chance. He's going to get killed against Speedy Banks. He did against Chris Williams. Those smaller receivers are tricky. Okay, Ottawa, Montreal. Jeff Matthews with the Alouettes. Boy, uh, Matthews just has not been able to prove at the pro level that he can produce. Uh, a lot of pressure is going to be on Terrell Sutton. He hasn't been able to do that. Montreal coming off of that win, upset victory over the Rough Riders. Red Blacks have something to prove. Trevor Harris certainly does. He had a stinker. Give me the Red Blacks and Trevor Harris balls out. I'm going 275 yards through the air for Harris. Then Edmonton, Toronto. Fascinating. Mike Riley coming in to BMO. James Franklin against his former team, replacing Ricky Ray off of the bye. They've had two full weeks to prepare for this. I got to go Eskimos just because you got Mike Riley. The defense, it's a bit knocked around, but it's still very good. The offense, potent. James Franklin could prove us all wrong, but I will take the Eskimos. And then the BC Lions, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. This is fascinating. Because really, you have Strevler trying to rebound, bit of a down week, and Jonathan Jennings, who did not perform. And that was the question. When it wasn't against the Alouettes, could he step up? He didn't. This is in Winnipeg. Big game for both these teams in an always tight West division. I will go with the Blue Bombers and Stone Cold Strevler, Strevler, Strevy 317, baby. Let's do it. 
against the BC Lions. But hey, our guest Wally Buono, uh, we always uh, give best wishes to Buono. So uh, hopefully it's a competitive game and tracking those two quarterbacks in that matchup will be very interesting. So that'll do it. Thank you so much to all of our guests. We are delivered by Domino's and make sure you check us out on Twitter at AndyMC81 if you missed any of the show. I have it up there as well as on your TSN radio station show page. You've been listening to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Enjoy the games, folks.